Good morning. Hey, I was uh, noticing um, kind of an interesting trend in terms of our podcast. Um, yeah, it was, uh, for the most part, a lot of the uh, folks watching and commenting tended to do so when we did topics like prophecy and those kinds of things. Super important topics, very, very important. I think in the overall scope of discipleship and learning uh, to walk with the Lord and being equipped to, to know, love, and follow Jesus, prophecy is one of those things that should take up a significant, uh, it, sh it should be a, a, uh, an integral part of the overall scope of our growth in Christ. These are not small things. But um, typically, um, just the, the verse by verse teaching through the word, those podcasts tended to have uh, smaller followings and things like that. It was usually the, the exciting topic of, of prophecy and that, that that tended to be uh, more the point of interest for a lot of folks. But I'm noticing as of late uh, that the verse by verse teaching has been kind of being warmly received. And that's really, really good. I don't say that uh, as a matter of like personal gratitude or anything, but as a as a teacher, as a pastor, uh, to know that people are starting to really be drawn to just this the straightforward teaching of the word itself, just verse by verse going through the passages, uh, is beginning to uh, be, um, be kind of grow in in, uh, uh, in 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 the number of people that are kind of following that, and so that's just personally, just uh, as a pastor, a wonderful thing to see. Because uh, ultimately, it becomes the central thing for us as we seek to know the Lord. All of the other topics that revolve around uh, in the course of studying through Scripture, the various topics that, um, that, that are there are all important for us to learn. But, um, but to know that people are not necessarily just fixating on one particular area, but rather going through the Word of God that we might get to know the God of the Word. As a, as a general practice, as a daily practice, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I think that's fantastic. And so um, over these last few podcasts, we've been kind of strictly in the book of Colossians. We'll go to the other topics, obviously. We're not going to stop doing that at all. But uh, as, as events unfold, prophetically speaking, we'll always come back and, and address those things that we can understand them and see them in their, uh, what the Bible has to say about the days in which we're living and the days that are coming. Um, but I'm very, very thankful to see that, uh, that, that there seems to be a growing interest in just hearing the Word of God being taught. That, to me, is fantastic. And, of course, you know, one of the characteristics of the last days is apostasy. People that are going after false ideas, having wrong ideas, people that are misleading others away from that tr the truth of Christ. Uh, Paul deals with this. Uh, we're going to see that unfold a little further as we continue to make our way through this letter to the Colossians. But that certainly is characteristic of the days in which we're living. Uh, we're living in days of tremendous apostasy, uh, and it's only going to get worse. And so, um, uh, you know, the importance of biblical truth cannot be overstated. And the best way to grow in your knowledge of biblical truth is to Go through it verse by verse, reading through books in context, reading through the overall context of the scripture, understanding um, not just a verse here or there, um, and especially not for the sake of just having a proof text for something you uh, already want to believe and now you're finding passages to justify, but rather seeing the passages for what they actually say in their context. That is such an important thing for us as believers. It keeps us healthy, keeps us growing strong. Paul talked yesterday about their good order and such, you know, no doubt speaking of the church being healthy, but the church being healthy means believers are healthy. 
And so we become more and more healthy. We stay healthy. We grow strong. Uh, like like a tree with roots that go by the river of water, as Psalm 1 would, would talk about. The idea that uh, being in the Word of God is like that. And so um, that, that being said, I just want to just share that. That really brings me great joy. And so with that, we're going to go ahead and continue in Colossians chapter 2 today. Uh, my intention is tomorrow to do sort of our typical Apologetics Thursday thing as we talk about um, um, various elements of how to share our faith as we've been talking about them on our Wednesday night series. It's Wednesday today, so tonight we'll do that and tomorrow I'll share some of those ideas and thoughts. Um, but today we find ourselves again going through the verse-by-verse study in the letters of the Colossians. And we left off yesterday uh, in verse 5 uh, of chapter 2. And so in verse 6, uh, Paul writes, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. You can probably tell where this whole little diatribe I just shared on really kind of came from as I was uh, studying the passage in that. But um, therefore, good rule of understanding context and things like this and, and learning to follow the passage and such. When you see the word therefore, you always want to stop and ask yourself what it's there for. And uh, in this case here, we see the word therefore, which will appear a number of times throughout this letter, by the way. Um, here we see the word therefore uh, connecting the ideas that Paul had been talking about with that which he just shared. The word therefore is a connector. It speaks of the idea of something that has been spoken of before drawing us to a conclusion or leading us to uh, a, a, a practice or helping us to understand uh, what the matter ultimately was leading to, something like that. Well, here Paul has been talking about in the earlier verses in chapter 2, uh, the idea of Christ being our all in all, to uh, to reaching the fullness of, uh, as he says here, reaching uh, the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one may delude you through persuasive arguments and such. Uh, he talks about how he's rejoicing with them. Though he can't be with them physically, he's with them in spirit, rejoicing uh, about their good order and the firmness of their faith in Christ. Therefore, since these things are true, since is this since this is what's going on, since this is the case, therefore, what does that lead to? He says here, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, you've received him. Uh, and Christ Jesus the Lord. By the way, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Uh, Christ is a term. It's a title. Uh, in the Old Testament, the equivalent would have been Messiah or Mashiach. Here in the New Testament, it's Christos or Christ in the English. The idea there of God's anointed one. Okay, since you've received Jesus, God's anointed, the Lord. Okay, Christ the Lord. Not just Savior only, but Lord as well. He's the King. He's the master of my heart, right? He's the one that I ultimately submit my life to. Since you've received him, and since he's your all in all, and since you're firmly rooted, you know you've you've got good order. You've been uh, the firm. The faith, your faith has been firmed up, and such. He'll continue on that idea here in this passage as well. Since this is the case, and since you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, uh, and and these things about your faith have been established, the natural thing then is to walk in Him. The word walk there speaks of the idea of making progress, the idea of, uh, of, of, of moving forward, you know, the idea of, uh, again, just continuing on and that sort of a thing. That's sort of what's ultimately in view here. And so uh, it speaks of a life that is um, 
regulated in such a way as to make progress. It's not just casually walk like we might sort of walk through the woods on a uh, just you know taken in a nature walk or something but rather it's it's something that is a, a driven directed kind of a thing walk in him you are he's your lord and therefore that brings about the expression of walking alongside of him growing as he leads being intentional about that kind of a thing uh, it's okay to just take walks and such but sometimes we need to get somewhere and that's what we're talking about here the idea that we're making our way toward something Therefore, since you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him. Okay, remember, notice here, the idea of being in Christ, walking in him. In other words, that idea of, of deep personal relationship. And likewise, when it comes to being rooted, rooted and built up in him, again, it speaks to that idea of since we have this relationship with him, it brings about something. And the idea here is that we're encouraged to build or to um, as we walk in him, we recognize, I should say, that we are rooted and the intention is that we be built up in him. Rooted speaks of the idea here of having been um, thoroughly um, like fixed in a position, strengthened in that position. Uh, um, as you walk in him, as that relationship with him grows, you find yourself more firmly established, rooted fixed in that position. In other words, you become immovable. The more you walk with him, the harder it is to sort of uh, uh, be pulled away because you're fixed in that position. Um, they always say when a storm blows through a forest, how do you know uh, what is what was the strongest tree in that forest? Well, it's the one that's still standing, right? The idea of being rooted there, you're fixed in that position. Walking with Jesus intentionally brings that kind of uh, growth about. Uh, to build up speaks of the idea of of building upon that foundation which has been laid. It's not, um, it, it's, uh, it's sort of further speaks to that idea of being in that fixed point, not only being firmly fixed in that place, but then building upon that. Like the roots of a tree. When a tree is, is planted or seeds are planted or they grow into a tree, what ultimately happens, it's not just growth up, it's also roots that grow into the ground that help it to be established so that when the winds blow and everything, there is something underground that holds that tree in place. But it's not just the roots either. The roots ultimately are, are being fed so that ultimately that tree can grow up and grow strong and bear fruit. Uh, it's the, the two work in, in perfect sync. And so should it be in the Christian life, that we establish roots in our relationship with Christ that go deeper and deeper and deeper so that there is nourishment upon nourishment that can be received, that ultimately the outgrowth and the flowering of our faith might happen. There's no, there's no separating the two, really. The mindset should be that these two things, both roots and the structure that comes up, ultimately work together. They're the natural outworking of, of having received Christ. We're rooted and we're ultimately built up ultimately in him. Uh, and it goes on even further and says, established in the faith. Again, it speaks of being firmed up, uh, of being um, uh, made more sure. You know, when we understand things, uh, when, we, when our understanding of things grows and deepens, we become further established. We get that idea. The idea is that our, our understanding of things becomes firmed up. Now, the overall context of what Paul is talking about here is that of growing in our faith so that it's a strong faith. 
It's uh, it's a faith that is like he said in, in the end of verse uh, five, the firmness of your faith in Christ. Well, this is not something that happens overnight. It happens through the natural growth of a Christian's life. Sadly, it doesn't happen in every Christian's life. Uh, oftentimes, Christians are just sort of glad to get the fire insurance, but they don't necessarily uh, do much to grow in their faith. They don't spend time in fellowship with other believers. They don't spend time daily in the Word of God. And it's important that we spend time daily in the Word of God, not just occasionally. And Sadly, not just watching a podcast either, but we actually open our own Bibles and we spend time and we read them to study. We read them devotionally. Uh, It's good that we read through the Psalms and the Proverbs and and some of those kinds of things, but we should also be reading Romans and the Gospels and Revelation and all the things that uh, that the scriptures uh, teach. You know, we study these things to understand um, how the overall works. Um, Just as a brief thing, there's uh, when we understand the context of the passage, then we're understanding the past. We're growing toward understanding the passage properly. Uh, there is the immediate verse, which isolated from everything else can become kind of a pretext. So we don't read a verse in isolation. We read a verse understanding what else is written around it. For example, um, uh, um, I mentioned, I think, last time that I was watching a video of, a, of, of what turns out truly is a false teacher. But he happened to be in this passage we were in yesterday, the, the video, I should say. Uh, one of the things he talked about had to do with this passage yesterday. For though, in verse uh, 5, For though I'm absent in body, yet I'm with you in the Spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. He took that passage to mean that Paul was looking, he's not with them physically, but as he looks into the spirit realm, he noticed he was able to tell what rank these believers were in individually and as a church. The idea of good order speaking of rank. The term does speak of that. It can speak of that. But the context of the passage has nothing to do with that kind of an interpretation. But that's where he went. And he didn't teach the passage, the overall. He just simply pulled a verse that basically justified or proof texted something he'd already been teaching. And now he sort of slapped a Bible verse on there to sort of give it some validity. Completely off base, totally wrong, and the guy needs to be avoided at all costs. But it's a good example of what it means to not read a passage in context. And so sometimes we learn what not to do uh, when we see certain kinds of teaching. But that's the importance. We read the the passage in the overall context. And then on top of that, there's the context of the entire letter that's being written, like in Colossians. Every verse in Colossians has an immediate context in the topic that Paul's talking about. But it also fits into the overall theme of the book that he's writing, the letter that he's writing. And then, of course, there's the context of the scripture as a whole. The scriptures work as a unified whole. And so, therefore, there's a number of different ways that, or a number of different levels at which we understand the context of a passage. Well, that comes as we spend time studying the Word of God, not just reading a verse here or there just to get something out of that verse and then move on with our day. But rather we grow, mature, which again is Paul's desire for them, as he says earlier at the end of chapter 1. His intention is that he be able to present believers mature before Christ and that we grow to maturity. Well, growing to maturity means studying the Word of God, not just reading devotionally, as important as that is. It's not just that, but we also study the Word. Um, and of course, those who teach the Word of God should study to show themselves approved. Uh, workers who don't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. And so um, it becomes important for teachers who teach the Word of God to recognize 
this guy didn't understand this, but, uh, but any solid Bible teacher should be able to understand the value of teaching passages in their context. It's like the story of uh, the woman who came to the pastor one day and, and uh, had asked him to pray for her because she was going through such a hard trial and everything. And so he prayed for her and some time went by. And she came back one Sunday morning and was just celebrating and rejoicing. And, uh, and he thought, wow, well, what happened? And she says, oh, well, you know, I read this passage in the Bible uh, and that, uh, that God just really spoke to me. And it was like Luke 2, 1, I think. In the years of Quirinius, a census was taken. It came to pass in the years of Quirinius uh, that a census was to be taken and so on and everything. And so he reads the passage and he thinks, well, what about a census, you know, could possibly have been like the, the, the key to your sort of getting through this thing and all. And so he asked her about it. She says, well, don't you see? It's right there. It says it came to pass. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Well, it's a cute story, but the passage obviously is not taken in context there, if that's what you're getting out of it. But we read the passage, learn the context, grow in our understanding of it, and that helps to fortify, firm up, and strengthen and establish our faith. And that's Paul's desire for these believers in in Colossae, also the believers in Laodicea, as they're mentioned here a few times in the letter as well. And obviously the Holy Spirit would have us embrace that same mindset. And so, um, so again, it's, it's, it's how we approach the scripture makes so much difference. Understanding it properly the way God said it helps us to understand what God meant when he said it. And when we understand that, we start to grow in our, our faith as we get to know him better. We learn the things that he, the way that he thinks, the things that he maybe expects of us, the things that he wants us to take from the passage. That just makes us healthy and strong. And when we're healthy and strong, we find ourselves walking in him, firmed up in our faith. And that, of course, is the daily goal of the believer. And so that being said, again, I'm so thankful to see that people are, are taking a, a deeper interest in simply studying the word of God, going through it verse by verse. And um, and so, and, and I would ask you, by the way, as those who watch and have been following for any length of time, pray that that happens. Pray that people, that believers take a, a real love for the, uh, uh, take on a real love for the word of God. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it would be a beautiful thing if we could see churches all across the world spending time saturating themselves with the word of God, coming to know God in truth and as he really has made himself known, rather than sort of the, you know, sort of the uh, the other ways of approaching it, where we just sort of take a, a text and uh, preach some kind of a topical thing. And not that there's anything wrong with having a topical message from time to time. We do that, right? But the overall, the overarching responsibility of from the pulpit is to teach people God's word that's our that's you know and when we have one hour on a Sunday morning or if, if we're fortunate enough to have people come on Wednesday nights or something or even more than that if we're fortunate enough to have people doing home Bible studies uh, in in the church community and that that's a beautiful thing but certainly we don't want to waste um, our, our, our opportunities to gather together by doing things that don't center on God's word we want to teach the word of God in those times because there's precious little of it, by and large, and there will be less and less and less in, in, uh, uh, in, in uh, you know, as, as will be the case as apostasy continues to grow. Well, we protect ourselves against that kind of thing by pouring ourselves over the scriptures. And so I've kind of beaten that uh, to death for a good part of our time this morning. So uh, hopefully you take it to heart, though, and just pray that uh, God would keep his church healthy, that pastors would rise up who want to teach the word of God, 
and help build strong, healthy believers who can withstand all that is going to come in that evil day, uh, even the days in which we're living. So thanks for watching. If you have any comments or thoughts or questions or anything like that, I always like to encourage you to go ahead and let me know by commenting on our YouTube channel. You can also comment on my personal website at parsonspad.com where these videos are also posted. You can email me from there, and you can also email me from our church's website at calvarychapelfranklin.com. And, um, and thanks for watching. Thanks for interacting. And uh, just pray that God uses these times in the Word to ultimately help establish us and firm us up in our faith. Father, we ask that you do that very thing, that you'd help us to be strong in our faith in Christ. We thank you for all that he's done in setting us free from our sin, paying our penalty. But we thank you that it didn't stop there, but that, Lord, his desire is for us to follow him and to walk in him, to be rooted and built up in him every day. And so help us to apply ourselves to that, to take that uh, take on that responsibility to be in the Word every day, whether it's reading a, a, a small section or whether it's taking an afternoon and just reading through an entire letter or something like that. But help us to just daily, like man in the wilderness, just go out there and pick up that fresh manna every day, opening the Bible every day, and, and, and taking from it that fresh food that you want to give us that nourishes our souls. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we bless you for this, and we love you. And ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.